Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Two of Oilers now, Bob Stoffer, Rogers plays the United District, the Edmonton Oilers, the Ottawa Senators on the ice Saturday. Connor McDavid, along with Tyson Berry, Derek Ryan, back on the ice today. The Oilers had 15 skaters. Kyle Turris entering COVID protocol today. Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We'll tell you that Japanese Village is open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton area locations featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff at Japanese Village will take care of you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino open 24-7. Excitement, bet on it. And we are pleased to welcome back to the show Provincial Affairs columnist and cult of hockey writer at the Edmonton Journal. Uh, he was the COVID guy for at least a year for the Journal, still writing about it a lot. We welcome back to the show David Staples. David, how are you? I'm great, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. Did you ever see the Sky documentary on the origin of COVID? It's about a, I think it's about a 50 minutes uh, Sky Australia. So that's immediately going to get some of the uh, the left wingers out there rankled uh, because it, it tends to be a center right uh, network. But did you did you see the documentary about the origin of the the uh, uh, COVID nineteen? I did not see that one, although I've been following closely all of the discussion about uh, the origin of COVID and, you know, the early reports that came about more than a year ago now. You know, the, the initial word was that this was came out of a food wild food market in, in Wuhan, and now there's increasing um, evidence um, that, that uh, points towards perhaps it was leaked out of a lab in, in Wuhan, which is right near the, that market. So... Um, well aware of the debate that's going on, and it's still still very much a live debate. Oh, there's no question, and uh, they tied into the fact that the World Military Games were held in Wuhan in November, and that there were over 100 countries that sent representatives there. It's it's really interesting stuff. There's and and we do this with you, David, because this is part of what you cover. We'll get to the hockey stuff in a second, but it's tied into the Edmonton Oilers because now we have the Omicron variant, and the Oilers uh, are now down to Leon Drysaddle, Zach Hyman, um, Colton Sevier, Chris Russell, Mike Smith, and Miko Koskinen. Um, 
Those are the players, to my knowledge, that have not been in the protocol. McDavid, uh, Tyson Berry, and Derek Ryan back on the ice today. And Turris testing positive today. Turris joining Benson, Perlini, Fogel, Yamamoto, Holloway, Bouchard, Cuckoo, and Konovalov in the protocol. Of course, uh, several of those players can theoretically come out of the protocol in time for Saturday's game. So it's affected every aspect of the world. And, you know, I, I know you you know the numbers on, uh, on Omicron right now we've got record-setting uh, positive cases people doing home now when they do these tests are the home cases count counted as is or do they need to be followed up by an actual uh, P- PCR test that's done at a, a clinic or that sort of thing to be counted in the pr- province's official number of COVID active COVID cases, they need to be confirmed by a PCR test. So about right now, that number, last time I checked, was 58,000 people confirmed cases of COVID, active cases right now in Alberta, which is more than double what we saw in any previous wave. And Dr. Hinshaw has estimated that the, the actual number of people with COVID right now in Alberta is much as is 10 times the official count. So we might be looking at right now about half a million, 600,000 people with COVID in Alberta right now, which which is an, an alarming number. But there's um, there's some interesting data that came out last night. Premier Kenny was on Facebook uh, having a chat with people, and he released some Alberta Health Services data because people have been wondering, okay, how bad is Omicron in terms of making people really sick? And even though we might have more than 500,000 people with Omicron, um, the number of people in our hospitals right now because of Omicron is 66. And the number of people in ICU because of Omicron is 11. So we have this highly contagious, highly, highly contagious variant of COVID. But it is not sending, it, it isn't sending people to the hospital and ICU in huge numbers. Delta still seems to be having a big impact in terms of sending people to our hospitals and ICU, which the numbers overall for those are higher. But it doesn't look like Omicron's the major culprit. All right. Well, we'll continue to monitor that. I know I've put out the numbers on uh, the ICU people uh, over the course of the last a week or so and people said no you're you're i've actually got texts from people saying i'm presenting too positive of an analysis on it uh which makes me wonder i'm kind of surprised by that because as of uh i don't know if i brought the index card here today david oh look look at that i got it uh in edmonton yesterday there were 30 people in icu total with covid uh, and that's the that's the uh, Edmonton Health Zone, which obviously supports uh, you know smaller communities just out, out outside of Edmonton as well as people flying in from northern Alberta. They don't have the services to deal with it as well. So uh, keep that in mind. So, but apparently I've been too positive because I mentioned that there's only like 30 people in ICU currently in Edmonton hospitals. We'll just you know cherry pick a number here, as opposed to November the first when there were 70. Five uh, people in ICU uh, dealing with COVID. Take it for what it's worth. You can interpret those numbers any way you want. All right. Which brings us to Evander Kane. Because uh, suspended 21 games for forging um, vaccination cards. Now in a little bit of trouble again for crossing the borders. Uh, and this resulted in the termination of his contract. Uh, Brendan Escott's back in the 630 Chet Studios, David. Brendan, what was the unofficial split on our uh, poll that you did with the Oilers Now account? 
Yeah, 61% of Oilers fans in favor of bringing Kane in on a deal around a million dollars for a year. I saw another uh, national outlet do one, and it was literally the opposite of that, so that was a very interesting contrast. Hmm, where's your headspace at with this, David? Well, I think Holland is navigating this correctly. I think his job as the GM, this is obviously a very attractive hockey player, in terms of his on-ice performance, who has a number of on-off-ice issues around COVID and around allegations of d- domestic abuse. And um, it's he's got to investigate all of this, do due diligence, talk to his team, as has been now reported that he's done, talk to the leadership on his team and make a decision. You know, I, I think with the fans, some are upset about the COVID stuff. Others are, are very upset, not surprisingly, understandably, about the d- domestic uh, violence abuse uh, allegations. So these are serious allegations. And I really, my personal thing is they deserve a serious response, which is if there's something there, the police should investigate this and the court should take over that. And I don't know the status of that, but that's the realm where that should be investigated and handled. In terms of the Oilers, they should be aware of that kind of thing, cognizant of what's going on, but I don't think it should disqualify a player, uh, any individual who hasn't been convicted. So um, that's, that's where I'm at with it, that I'm okay with them looking into this player. I understand, though, if other fans are turned off by that and don't want to be a fan anymore, um, I respect that position. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, and, you know, it's... I don't think it's lost in anybody. You saw the Holland press conference yesterday. Don't know if you heard his availability in our show, but he's not prepared to move assets for short-term rentals, and in this situation, he wouldn't have to move one. In terms of a hockey move, it's 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 you know just in terms of your on-ice team being able to win games. If Kane can fit in on the team, and that's what they have to ascertain, and just in terms of fitting into the dressing room, getting along with everybody else, I mean, his on-ice play is strong. He's just a, he, he, you know, he would be one of the best wingers on the Oilers right away with Hyman and Pugliarvi. He he would really add to the team, and it's it's almost like a no-brainer category if he's willing to come here in terms of the hockey stuff because he can help your team win uh, on the ice. You don't give up anything. Uh, you, you you solve. You know, a major problem might enable you to move Nugent Hopkins to third-line center. So in terms of a fit on the Oilers trying to win this year, I mean, it's, it, this could be a really key move in that regard. So I can see why there's high interest from the Oilers uh, in Evander Kane, the hockey player. From 2018-19 to 2021, uh, he was, you know, tied for 22nd in the NHL in goal scoring with 78 goals. This guy's a legit top six guy. He, uh, I, I'm going to assert to you right now that I believe the Oilers are not physical enough with their forward groups. Um, if, if, if I were king for a day, um, I would implore the pro scouting team and the analytics team to work together to uh, find some, and and sometimes people think that analytics guys uh, have no use for toughness. Uh, I, I'm here. You're, you're going to have to bridge that gap. The Oilers have to change the complexion of their bottom six um, by the start of next season. They need to add a little bit more bite. They're too easy to play against. David, when 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 Edmonton went into St. Louis, they didn't have Darnell Nurse and they didn't have Zach Cassian, and the Blues leaned on Edmonton. When the Oilers played the Islanders. Uh, they didn't have Cassie and Nurse was back, and Ross Johnson's running around face washing Leon Drysaddle. 
Uh, now, Leon stood up for himself, and Leon threw some. He got Tarasenko in the game against St. Louis. He, he caught uh, Ryan Reeves in the game against the New York Rangers. But they need some more size in their bottom six, so they're capable of doing that as well. Getting Cassian back will help. And that would be a, another one of the uh, benefits with Kane, is Kane's a big physical guy. Like, Hy- you know what? Hyman coming back from a shoulder injury, David, he... He's, he's not a timid player as well. But I think the Oilers are going to need to build a little bit. you got to be able to skate, but you, you, you can't be timid. You know what I'm saying with the forward group? He checks a lot of boxes, Bob Kane does as a forward. And, and ruggedness is one, and I agree that the Oilers need more of that. They need, you know, why have role players who don't, really, you know, you need some role players who fill that role as well. And that's why I, I was okay with the Warren Fogel trade. I mean, um, he's a big, rugged winger, and he helps the Edmonton Oilers. And he, he, you know, might be able to step in now and then in the top six. He helps in the bottom six. And in terms of analytics, some analytics measure how many times a player goes hard to the net and makes hard plays at the net. I mean, we've been measuring that at the Cult of Hockey for years now. How many screens, you know, how many battles won in front of the net that help the team get grade-A shots and goals. And I know that in Fogel, I, you've talked about this in the past, the Oilers did a dive into his play, and they saw that he was uh, he's a guy who constantly drives the net. We see that with Hyman as well, and the Oilers need that kind of thing. So, you know, earlier in the year there was talk about uh, Bastion, who was in Seattle at the time, a big, tough well, guy. Well, I was, I was talking yeah. about Bastion. Yeah, and it's, it's too bad he got, he, got to, he got it through the Oilers' fingers. I guess maybe Seattle didn't want him. I, I don't know if Edmonton, Edmonton ever, just so you know. I was recommending making a small trade, like trading a, a, a C-grade prospect or a fifth or sixth rounder. Uh, I don't even know if Edmonton put a claim in. I do know that Bastion's played pretty well since he's gone back to New Jersey. Yeah. So the owners can use more players like that, you know, one or two more um, in the forward group. We've all seen Marcus Niemelainen, who's who was not a great puck mover, but we've all seen the impact he had in a short time on defense because it was like, wow, here's a defenseman who's just lighting up the opposition with big hits. Darnell Nurse was doing that earlier in the year. Nurse can't play like that and play as many minutes as he's playing. He can't throw eight hits a game as he, he did a few times early in the year. He, he will hurt himself playing, you know, that many minutes and throwing being that physical. But you do need a bottom pairing guy or two that that are that physical so there might be a role for Nibelainen on the team when he gets back uh because well, he's been sent element. down he got sent down oh, he got sent down eh yeah he's gone down back down the farm so uh there you have it all right one final one for you uh and Mike Kelly put a bunch of analytics numbers out you know Oilers eighth in expected goals 13th in expected goals against now this was before the game against Maple Leafs so this is when Edmonton was 2-8-2 and two. they're 2-9-2 and two. but the numbers would suggest that the Oilers have actually played better than the 2-9-2 and two record wouldn't it indicate um, we have fans that want to fire Dave Tippett like it's it's that simple we get I get texts every day uh, I, you know I have fans saying I don't care if they've had seven coaches in ten years make it eight you know uh, he's not yeah. like we have people that think that way uh, give me your assessment on where we're at here well with with Tippett you know my, my theory on both politicians and head coaches and GMs is they have nine lives and they, you know, there's nine mistakes they can make that stick in people's memories. Uh, and w- once they've done that, they're kind of done. Once the majority of people are there with a the coach, and I don't see Tippett being there. You know, there's been some mistakes that he's made, but uh, you know, the point that Holland makes isn't isn't crazy talk. He says, you know, he, Tippett took over the team when it was in the doldrums. It's improved significantly under him. It was essentially a playoff team two years running. Um, in his first two years here. First couple months of the season, it's the best team in the NHL, and, and it's been a horrible uh, five, six weeks. And, and so 
is that when you fire the coach? I don't see him being actually that close. Like if if they lost five more in a row, ten more, ten in a row more. Like if they dip below real five hundred and, and keep losing, they're trending badly. It doesn't turn around. But it's been a weird time for the Oilers these last five weeks as well with with COVID and with injuries. And I, I'm I don't see firing. Uh, either Tippett, some people want to fire Holland. I don't see either of those things. I liked Holland's approach yesterday of being patient and working through the, the problems on the team within the uh, group of players that they've assembled. That was a pretty special group for the first two uh, months. They played really well on the PK and the power play. I think they can return to much higher levels of performance on both of those things. The key is goaltending. Can Mike Smith come back and be anything close to what he was last year? If they, if he can, solves a major problem for the Oilers. If they don't, then they're going to have to make a trade there. All right. Well, just updating, just on, win- on winning percentage alone, let's use that as a number. Yeah. The Oilers were 25th in the league in 18-19. Okay. They moved up to 12th last year, or sorry, 12th in 1920. They moved up to 11th last year, and uh, they are currently 18th in winning percentage. Okay? And that's been the result of the 2 9 and 2 run. Of yeah. course, they were first on December the 2nd. So, and, and this has been a, a weird year where there's three or four teams like Arizona and Montreal. Um, well, even Seattle, when they've lost a game against Seattle. Uh, Edmonton's 2-0 and against Arizona. They haven't played the Canadians yet. They haven't played the Senators yet. Uh, and Seattle is at 350. So there's four teams at 350 and below. And the Oilers have played a grand total of five games against those teams, and they've gone 4-1. and one. Uh, But they're going to get the Canadians and the Senators a bunch here uh, over the next little while. So that'll be interesting to watch as well. David, where can people follow your stuff? Just on Twitter, at D Staples. Okay, and you have both a political account and a hockey account? Yes, because people don't always like the, the, to mix the two, and I can understand why. Uh, the politics stuff is at David Staples Yeg. All right, and uh, give me the update. Where are we at in terms of uh, uh, blocking? How many people have you blocked on the Delta <laughs> Hockey account? How many have you blocked on the, uh, on the uh, news side? You know, Bob, I've taken a, I, I blocked many, but I've taken a different stance as, as of recently, just putting a little less time into Twitter. It's kind of a, it, it can be a very toxic and time-consuming place. So I, I tweet my things, and I'm much less likely to engage in, in responses and in arguments that would might lead me to blocking. I just kind of have my say and move on. Well, uh, you know, you can put out purely factual information and have people come and hate it yet. That's just the beauty of the situation right now with Twitter. I, I don't do Instagram. What's the other ones? I, I don't even know how to do those other Well, there's Snapchat yeah, Facebook and, uh, yeah, there's yeah. Yeah, all kinds uh, of things. You know what? Uh, 90% of the sort of, uh, what do I call that? The conversations or communications that you have with people, I find on Twitter, uh, 90% of it tends to be pretty. people are pretty decent. So that's always a good thing. You can't overreact too much to the negative heat. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great stuff, David. Thanks for your time, my man. Thanks, Bob. It is 123 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Text us at 780-496-0063. We might squeeze in some Connor McDavid comments uh, back on the ice today at about, uh, I don't know, 150 or so after we do John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. 126 in Edmonton. Let's go to some text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Herm, an old school minor pro goaltender, says, Bob Tippett is not the problem. You need the horses. Until the Oilers come to realize that this organization needs some character, uh, some players who control the ice for their skilled players, team chemistry will be built from there to move on to the elite of the NHL. All right. Uh, Terry says, I have an opinion why they aren't bringing Skinner here now. Koskinen and Smith have not been on COVID protocol yet. They just want to keep Skinner away from the team in case Smith and Koski go down. Then he'd be uh, called up to be in that situation. Well, he wasn't eligible uh, to be on the taxi squad, Skinner. And he was the easiest move. Some might say that uh, if you send Koskinen down, he's lost. It's done. It's over. And instead, you got to get Smith up and running and go Smith and Koskinen and lessen the workload for Koskinen, and then you get a better Miko. We'll have to wait and see in that regard. Again, keep texting us at 780-496-0063. in Edmonton into... The Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. So Kyle Turris goes into COVID protocol today, uh, joining Tyler Benson, Brendan Perlini, Warren Fogel, Kyler Yamamoto, Dylan Holloway, who's technically out, uh, Evan Bouchard, Slater Cuckoo, and Ilya Konovalov. Now, Benson, Perlini, Fogel, Yamamoto, Bouchard, and Cuckoo all could, in theory, be eligible uh, for... Saturday's game against the Ottawa Senators. Ryan Nugent Hopkins out with a lower body issue. Uh, probably still a, uh, a couple more weeks here. Was not on the ice today. Connor McDavid, Derek Ryan, and uh, Tyson Berry uh, rejoined uh, the group on the ice. So let's look at the Oilers uh, injury report. For James H. Brown injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's this simple, James H. Brown. They are the best. We will go to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and come back with our NHL insider, John Shannon, when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.